Here with resident movieologist Gus McGrath. Hello. Good evening. How? Are- oh, it's morning. <laughs> I'm so rarely awake at this time, except to do this. That in my head, it's always evening. <laughs> uh, you might recognise his voice from Sleepless in Sydney. Mm. Uh, but he's joining us today to recap uh, everything going on in the movie world, which is very local focused today. Yeah, I've I've felt very eclipsed by Sydney Film Festival. You know, so I'm I'm. Coming in alone today, which is a, a sad... I mean, alone... Obviously, you're here, which is lovely to be <laughs> with you. Uh, yeah, coming coming in solo, trying to think about, you know, okay, we're talking movie news, what's happening in movie world. Sydney Film Festival finished yesterday, and I thought it's worth kind of, I don't know, taking a look back at what we've done, where we've been. Did you get to see anything throughout the festival? No, I've been so up and down with gigs for Vivid. I Well, so this is the thing. Also, this is the problem I was, I've was. i been talking to people about where Vivid is on at the same time as Sydney Film Festival. It's so many things, so many events. And also, like, it's expensive. Like, I mean, mm. if you're listening to FBI radio and you're like me, there's a chance maybe you don't have the most amount of income. And so you really have to pick your things kind of carefully. That being said, though, I I actually was thinking, so I was like, okay, what's movie stuff that's been going on? What's movie stuff I've been doing lately? Attending Soft Centre last weekend, not like two days ago, but nine days ago, (laughs) that screen in one of those carriage works bays that's like... Crazy. 10 metres wide or something. I was like, this actually is a pretty stunning cinematic experience. Jen and Andre, the, the... co-founders, the originators of this show, mm. made these incredible visuals that played for the opening act, Lydian Dunbar, that were like Benji Ra, like rolling around on this beach. It was like very beautiful. And like, <gasps> she's this gigantic woman like on the screen. Yeah. Um, that was really cool. But then also Amnesia Scanner in that room and their visuals were 16K quality, oh, which like was really hard to... When I was talking to people about it and trying to explain it, it was, like, kind of these, like, strobing, really, like, hectic images. But because it was so high quality, you could kind of, like, clearly see every image in the strobe. It was, like, really trippy. But I felt really, like, I felt so smart. Since I have an um, art history and theory degree, (laughs) I actually thought I was going to be dancing in Amnesia Scanner, but I spent the whole time, like, watching them being like, mmm. So, it was a very thoughtful cinematic experience. You were just taking in the crisp imagery. I got really, like, I mean, obviously, like, maybe I had been consuming alcohol for the day, but uh, there was this bit where it said post-life, and I was like, oh my god, that's so powerful, because Amnesia Scanner is both kind of talking about decay, like, death, like, post-after-life, but then post-life, like, post-about-life. Yeah, totally. And then I was, like, really um, deep-built. But Sydney Film Festival was also, like, I mean, very good, but also it's kind of hard, you know, like... Sometimes I worry that I think about movies like Pokemon cards or something where I'm trying to, like, collect them all. <laughs> and then it's hard afterwards where it's like, you know, you have, like, um, some clarity after the festival and you're like, whoa, like, what what came from that? What did I get from that? You know? I mean, I think that's a pretty apt analogy. There's always, like, I was literally saying it to you before, I can't believe X has not seen Y. Yeah, or- no, totally. Which, actually, it's funny you say that, so... You were saying you watched The Beach for the first time the other day. Yes. Which I've not seen, but I 
on Saturday, because there was a big Jane Campion retrospective at Sydney Film Festival, watched Holy Smoke. Have you seen Holy Smoke? No. Tapped. Like, Jane Campion, freak mode. And I feel like it would go really well with the beach. It's like 1999, Kate Winslet plays an Australian very well. Um, And she, like, goes to India and she's, like, 19 and is convinced to, like, join an ashram and, like, becomes, like, cult mind-controlled... And then has to be, like, cult deprogrammed by Harvey Keitel, who, like, Jane Campion clearly thinks is, like, the sexiest man alive. Um, But it's so, so 90s and has such, like, really, really strange, like, (laughs) approaches to race. Oh, my God. Um, I mean, not that far from the beach, to be honest. Very, like, 2000s. Ministry of Sound classics. Yes. Chilled, sorry. Chill out sessions core. Chill. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you think that's... Do you think it'd come back, like, beach... The beach aesthetics? Yes. It's here. Yeah, okay. Damn. I'm trying to think what else I saw. Like, I... I, Okay, I feel like I had some disappointments in this festival as well. All right, run run me through them. Sorry, everyone. Sorry, everyone. (laughs) Uh, This movie, Shin Ultraman, that I was so excited for, which, yes, I'm very childish. Sorry to say it. Um... It's based on this, like, kind of long-running, I think, 70s... It's it's this TV show from Japan. I think it's kind of almost like Power Rangers or something. But they would just recycle kind of costumes they had from Godzilla. Because, you know, in the old Godzilla mm. movies, they were just guys in costumes. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, he's this kind of big robot superhero man who would, like, fight all the big Godzillas. Um, and they made a, a new version of it that's written by Hideaki Yano, who is the kind of creator of... Neon Genesis Evangelion for all my weeaboos out there. Uh, Cult classic. Oh, I, I love that shit so hard. Um, I love that stuff so hard. Uh, Hideaki Anna wrote it. I was like, yes, this is going to be so good. He did a similar kind of like Godzilla revival thing. It was like, really? It felt like watching TV. So I was disappointed about that. And then the oh. other one was this Hong Sang Su movie called In Water, um, which the entire thing is shot out of focus. Oh, yeah. But I was like, okay, great. Like, I'm ready for experimental cinema. It's going to be, like, really fun. And it was like, the man, like, Hong Sang-soo is a man who's been making movies for 20 years. He's in his 50s. And I was like, oh, this is, like, emo in a way that it feels like you are a first-year film student who just got broken up with. (laughs) And it's like, the kind of experiment didn't go much further than it being out of focus. And it was, like, kind of actually pretty, like, norm, norm vibes. Oh, my God. I feel like that would also either really irritate or be really embraced by people with attention, like, difficulties. Oh, me being one of them. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I am very hyperactive, um, unfocused. I think a slow movie, this, like, it seems counterintuitive, but a really slow movie is actually really good, mm. I think, because hard cut movie stuff happening, boo, boo, boo. You kind of are tethered yeah. to the the timing that it's giving you, right? But when it's a slow movie, you're like, oh, I can look over there. I can like do this thing. You can like inhabit the scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this was slow, but I like I don't know. Like some of the shots were like really a bit uh, obvious or something. Right. Um. Actually, I, I can't, oh god, I can't believe I'm doing this. I'm sorry to anyone who follows me. Um. Someone on Letterboxd said it was kind of like if Monet's Water Lilies were instead depictions of office parks. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's pretty brutal. But actually, what, okay, one thing that was quite good that I actually liked was this movie by two, I think, young Sydney directors 
called Bird Eater that I was like quite impressed by. Hmm. Um, one of the actors in it was my old boss at Dendi, which was like very strange. And then I drove past him on the street that day. Oh no! Um, but it's a really like stunning-looking movie. Like cinematography. Again, I don't. I'm, I'm not a film world. Someone named Roger Stonehouse shot the movie, and it looks incredible for a first feature film, I believe, by two young directors. Like, it looks stunning. Which, again, I know Jen and Andre also, um, you know, originators of this show, Mm-mm. are like, we need to stop worrying about movies looking good. Which is a good point, but it is a very good-looking movie, so I'm I'm going to praise it for that. I'm sorry, Jen and Andre. All right. Well, there you go. The download of Sydney Film Festival from Gus McGrath here on Movies, Movies, Movies. We're going to hop into a quick track and then we'll be back with a little review. Wave sounds. It's it's some Monday morning ASMR. <laughs> Alrighty, what's the TLDR? Okay, so the the plot of this film, which I mean, we'll, we'll talk about the plot and then we'll learn so much more than the plot. It's this kind of quite epic, semi-sprawling story of... Uh, Lieutenant, a police lieutenant in the Philippines who kind of ends up in this noirish kind of cop thriller style, uh, I don't know, feud with uh, his his old mentor who was very corrupt and was, he ended up sending to jail, who's now out of jail. It's really like, it's funny because on paper it's a very kind of n- normal police story, but... Mm. It's transposed kind of in two ways. One, into Lav Diaz's style, which is very quiet, as you could hear in that. Incredibly slow, very long. This movie is over three hours long, which is kind of short for him. Mm. Over three hours long, black and white, like, very slow moving. But also, he's found this really incredible way to take a really kind of uh, typical conceit of a kind of cop thriller and then turned it into a very unflinching, very brutal description of the uh, absolute kind of awful, unethical approach of many, you know, police law enforcement officers in the Philippines. Um, It's a stunning, stunning looking movie. And like we were saying, like, I'm a very hyperactive person and it's similar, like, my... My partner, who I went to this with, partner, boyfriend, I don't know, what's the right one? I never know anymore, I'll yeah. be honest. <laughs> My lover and I went to see this. And he, like, he, he loves to, you know, he, he loves to enjoy a, an art house movie, but will also enjoy a conventional movie. I think the idea of a three-hour black and white movie was, like, pretty brutal. But he loved it. I think this is exactly the kind of thing where people who think maybe, would I like this? Is this too much for me? I think this is a movie that could really absorb you. And I think why I also really wanted to highlight this, I mean, easily this was my favourite thing that I saw at the Sydney Film Festival. But I also think... Okay, wait, hold up. Okay, pause a few steps back. Many things, you know, like, I saw Todd Haynes, May, December, yesterday. More like Slay December, so good. But also, like, that's a movie that's going to get proper distribution. It's going to come out. Everyone's going to see it. Mm. The closing night film, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, you know. Woo! Woo! Um... Uh, you are going to be able to see that anywhere. I think what is really good about film festivals and then what is also sad about when they finish is this movie is so good, I don't know if and or when it will play again. 
Um, what I think is good, and I don't even... I mean, I'm surely I'm allowed to say this. I think if you have a VPN, you can find it somewhere on Mubi, on one of the country's movies, um, which I would really me- recommend... I don't even know. Like, it's so good. What am I saying? My the coffee is hitting me. I'm. Fr- I feel like I'm trying to channel Andre. I saw Andre the other day, and now I'm just trying to like lean into the kind of Andre chaos. I think you're trying to say it is not as intimidating of an art house film as it might appear to be. No, I think people people are very scared by which, like, reasonably so. You know, like we don't see slow moving film often. I think people feel like it's. You have to work for it. I yeah. have this complaint with my parents all the time, like, are you going to watch a four-hour movie about an Estonian pigeon farmer? <laughs> and I'm like, what you don't realise is it's actually really beautiful and it's really easy and you have a lot of breathing space in a movie like that. Um, yeah, it can't have as much, like, as, like, a Marvel film. Totally. And I think it, it's it's very freeing. And I think this is such a good movie because it has such a kind of, like, genre-style plot but then really shows how it can exceed that. And again, like... I saw the first Love Diaz movie I saw was at the Melbourne International Film Festival last year. I was hung over. I was so hung over. It was about four hours long. It was great. I was sitting, <laughs> relaxed. There was those wave sounds. I was in a comfortable dark room. It's actually, it's good for you. I think Yeah. good cinema and slow, chill good cinema, as someone who's chaotic is saying this, <laughs> it's good for you. It's good for you. You know, I was loving the amnesia scanner strobes. Yeah, yeah. But I'm still saying, let's go live, Diaz. I don't... I think it just goes to show how much, like, quote-unquote mainstream popular cinema these days moves at a mile a minute that you forget that actually you could come out and have the same feeling or be as transformed by, you know, the state of art and the world... Oh, totally. ...without nearly going through the same kind of wind tunnel. Oh, I mean, I saw Fast 10 a week before this in 40X, <laughs> and I felt like I was going to die. The chairs were throttling me. It oh, was, God. It was intense. It damn. also means if ever you watch any of these movies, you're watching them in 40X, because the camera's still... Yeah, damn. It's like you're with the camera. Yeah. Well, Gus, choose for swinging by today. Oh, thanks for, thanks for being here. Next time, there'll be two people... We'll be bouncing off each other, you know. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be chastised by the group chat. You know, like, I'm, you know, so I'm, I'm glad you've had me. I'm glad you've had me. Oh, total ball as always. If you want to recap anything movies, movies, movies related, uh, you can head to fbiradio.com slash programs or look up movies, 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 wherever you get your podcasts from. This podcast is produced by FBI Radio in Sydney. Find more at fbiradio.com slash podcasts.